Good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is Ed Franklin with the No Limits podcast. It has been a few minutes since I did a podcast, um, actually probably a month or more. Um, welcome back. I'm a lot going on, so I'm going to talk about that uh, during this podcast and just kind of catch you up on some things that have been going on in my life and some things that, um, you know, I'm always trying to help you guys get a little further in your life or, you know, get over some of these things you're going through. So that's what we're here for. And that's what we're going to do. So Ed Franklin, you can reach me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest or you have somebody that would be a good guest, that would be great. I'd love to talk to them and see if they are a good fit. Um, you can always look at my social media page and contact me through there and Facebook and Instagram or LinkedIn. But uh, man, a um, lot's been going on and I get a, I'm kind of going to get you up to speed on that. But um, you know, I don't know how you're doing on your uh, New Year's resolutions, if you've abandoned those at this point, or if you're still working on some things, if you are not, um, get back to it, get get to those things you want in life and, and start working on them again. It doesn't have to be January 1st to get started on things, it can be tomorrow. So today is, sorry, just had a carbonated thing. Um, sorry about that. If you... Um, Today, I think, what is today? January 18th. This is, a, uh, excuse me, February 18th. This is a good day to start today or tomorrow or the next day. Just get started. Do something. Get focused. So I've had a lot of new beginnings this year, and we're going to catch you up on that. Like I said, I've got a completely new focus on on a lot of things, and I'm going to um, talk about that a little bit. I think it's just time to shake up your world a little bit. You got to you got to decide to do some things different. I had a different hat on this morning, and it's not a style of hat that I wear on a regular basis. It's a ball cap, but it's hard to understand. If you don't wear baseball caps, it's kind of hard to understand the difference. But I had a brim, a hat had more of a round brim, and um, it's something that Piper got me from Christmas. And I love the hat. It's just when I do wear it, it's odd. But I'm conscious of it. And sometimes you have to do things in your life just to kind of shake things up, maybe sleep on the other side of the bed or you know, do some other things just to kind of interrupt your your routine so you're not stuck in that mediocre kind of place in life. And uh, we weren't born to be mediocre, and we need to get out of that. Um, you know, time passes so quickly, uh, and it's most prevalent when I look at my kids and how old they are now and how my grandkids are growing up and how old I am all of a sudden. I thought I was 36 yesterday, and that's not the case. Um I don't feel much different than that. I'm sure I look different and um, I've, I've accomplished a lot more at this point now than I did when I was 36. But, um, but that's cool. I mean, I'm just saying that time passes by so fast. I, you know, we were just at the holidays. We're already coming up on Easter here in another month or so. So um, it just gets crazy. You know, I find when I talk to people about their life or they're telling me about their goals and maybe they're not hitting them or anything, and it's always the common denominator's excuses. In my life, too, it's that I make excuses to do things. I'm still going to the gym at five in the morning, sometimes four, and have been doing that for, I don't know how long now, six, eight months. Um, I love that time. That time is my time. It's it's a time when I um, don't have much other to think about than just working out. And I can plan out my day, and I can plan out my week and make set some goals. And um, I was telling somebody that I was laying in bed the other morning. It was very cold outside and it was very warm in my bed. And as I laid there um, and said, you know, I didn't have to go. Nobody's nobody's checking on me to see if I'm going to the gym or not. Nobody cares if I go except me. And so I was telling a guy at work, I said, you know, 
I sat there and called myself some names and some pretty vile stuff, by the way, and uh, ended up getting up and going to the gym. And then once done, I had a, you know, I was so happy that I went and had a great workout. And it's just these things you need to weather the storm, you know, you need to get through, you know, whatever's going on in your life. And, and so you can, so you can continue to, you know, be the best version of yourself or be that person of possibility that I've talked about a million times. And listen, I am fully aware that I repeat stuff over and over and over. And you know why? Because I need to get you to think over and over and over. You need to do these things. There's no magic pill. It's just getting to it and doing it. And um, I think sometimes I, I look back and I had a nice conversation with somebody that from the past the other day on Messenger, and it was just a very nice conversation. And I miss this person very much. And um, it could have been a situation where our relationship turned out very different. Um, we have a great relationship now. I'm, I don't see her on a regular basis, but it's nice to be able to chat with her here and there and, and see the kind of positive things that she's doing in her life too. So um, that's kind of digging back into my past a little bit and going, um, and maybe it's an apology you need to give, or maybe it's just a, you know, just to revisit a fun time. She helped me get through uh, over some stuff and and I sh very much appreciate her and I know she listens to my podcast and I know she knows that I'm talking about her and um, it was just a nice connection to have and uh, and I mean we've stayed connected here and there but um, we're, we're communicating more and more and she's doing some things to improve her life and it's just so awesome it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter you know what your situation in life is you can you can help yourself you can educate yourself I told you during COVID, I did a lot of reading and a lot of listening and a lot of observing and a lot of, you know, just shutting the hell up and watching what was going on around me so I could be a better person and and do better at um, whatever I was doing. I'm looking down because I actually took notes, which I don't usually do, but I took a bunch. You know, typically when I go to a new company, and it's it's really not even on purpose, is I kind of take a helicopter view of the company. And what it, I don't do it to insult the company or say they're not doing things right. I just think sometimes we get into a routine, and even if there's things that aren't right, that things that we should be doing different, we just continue doing them because they're comfortable, right? They're, nobody likes change. It, you know, you got to get everybody on board. You got to do a lot of things. It takes a lot. But if you're interested in a better company, a better organization, something that works better for you, you have to make these changes. You have to make adjustments. It always cracks me up. Since I have two grandkids at home, I'm still kind of in the education system. And it it just, it kind of burns my ass that we're still educating kids exactly the way we did when I was a kid. Now they have some technology in that, but they're still doing the same things. And we know the world's completely changed. It's completely flipped upside down from where from when I was a kid. And they're still, they're still some, stuck in some of the same paradigms and I, frankly, they don't work. I mean, if you listen to Gary Vee at all, he'll talk to you about just, you know, just scrapping the entire education system and doing it a different way. And I kind of tend to believe with him sometimes. I believe in him sometimes when he says that because it's true. We, um, we're just doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results. And what is that? Of course, it's a definition of insanity. So this helicopter view, I'll kind of come in and I'll see different departments, you know, maybe sales and operations and marketing or whatever. And you can just, some of the stuff just jumps out at you right away. And you're surprised, I'm surprised that the leadership doesn't take action on it. 
And then if I mention it, I become this jerk who's insulting them because the way they've been doing things, oh, it works so well. Well, it could work better. Do you have no interest in it going, doing better? I, I'm always one of these people that wants to get better at what I'm doing. And, you know, and if, if the case is it makes more money or, you know, get it more efficient, make people happier that are in the system, get the culture, you know, squared away, ask the people that are doing the work about the work instead of just assuming that you already know what's going on. Very, you know, it's different. And, um, but it tends to get me in trouble when I mention it. I think we are undervaluing ourselves at every level <coughs> consistently. And I think that we need to really take that look in the mirror in the morning and, and find that value that we have. We all have our intrinsic value in life. And, you know, whether it's with that organization or in your relationships or anything, we really need to um, try to see through what we're doing and see that value in us, right? It's typical of like an 80s management type person to devalue you and keep you nervous or keep you scared. Um, it's a really shitty way to manage, but a lot of people still do it. And people my age do it a lot. I see it in, in people my age, kind of the do your job and I'll let you keep it thing. It's just, it's just a bad way to manage people. And especially these days when things have shifted from the employer being in power to the employee being in more power. And um, it shouldn't even be used that word power. It should be, it should be this, um, you know, community kind of effort to make things better in a company. And I got news for you. It, I, you know, I've always heard the statistic that it's not about money with employees. It's, sometimes it's a little bit about money. I got news for you, but it's also just about uh, being, having that value, right? Having somebody else see that value in you. And uh, it's a nice thing when somebody says something or, you know, includes you in a conversation that talks about leadership or something like that. It's, you know, I always say, I don't give a fuck what people think. I, I actually, I do care what people think. Um, if I didn't care what people thought, I would not have worn the brightest yellow tennis shoes you've ever seen in my life. It's the narcissist in me uh, this morning to church. And um, I do care. What I don't care about is what people think to hold me back, right? If they don't think I can do something or whatever. I still want to be loved. I still want to be um, encouraged. I still want to be recognized for things that I do. So I guess the I don't care what people think is kind of a broad statement. It's really not true. I do care. Um, I, I keep saying this to people, and it, it's funny as you get older and you know younger people roll their eyes at this. Knowledge comes from experience. I don't care. You can slice it any way you want. If you're uh, if you have a lot of experience, you have a lot of knowledge, and we should be listening to those people with knowledge. When I was about, I don't know, when I was in my 20s and 30s, a lot of times I felt like I should just shut up and listen, <clears throat> which was probably good advice. And um, sometimes what I was listening to wasn't right because I'm looking back now going, that was bad advice. But I felt like I kind of understood the concept of just listening and learning from my, you know, the elders or whatever, the peer, my, not my peers from people that were older than me that had had the experience. And I did learn a lot. Like I said, I was told one time, I said this, told you this story before I was told one time to never go in sales. I'd be a horrible salesman. Don't even try to get into it. And about a week, about two weeks later, I got a sales job after this person told me that, and I've been in sales since then. So that was about 35 years ago that I, did not take someone's advice that was older than me that I had respected actually. And um, thank God I didn't 
take his advice because I don't know what I'd probably be working in the post office delivering delivering mail um, and probably would have been a, the epitome of going postal since I can't uh, sit still much. Um, I think millennials listen, um, but they don't hear a lot of times. And I think that's just a youthful thing. I don't to blame that on millennials. I think that I was that way too at some level. But I just told you that I, I actually do not, um, I do remember, you know, being cautious. Now, I wasn't sure when that was going to turn around when I started being the one with the knowledge and um, I probably waited too long for that. I probably should have taken the bull by the horns a little earlier. Um, not that I was in a bad way or was having a bad career at all. Just that I look back, I said, you know, I could have handled that position a little bit earlier in my life because I had listened and I had gained knowledge. And um, so uh, anyway, I think, like I said, a couple of things from just the last 10 minutes or however long I've been on. You got to see the value. Do not undervalue yourself. You have every opportunity and you're as good as anybody else out there. I know this social media just, it just, you know, drowns you with one or two people that like motivational speakers or finance people or something like that. They get so good. They hire the right people to just drown you with all this knowledge that they have. And I got news for you. A lot of times they're wrong. They're just dead wrong. And then they, they then they start arguing between, I see these guys starting to argue between each other. And, um, it's just so funny. I mean, now that we're just done with the Super Bowl, uh, I, I've kind of gone back. Sometimes at lunch, I'll listen to sports stations, like talk shows. I don't even know who the fuck these people are that think they're experts. But Jesus, I, there's so many experts in the NFL, uh, many of which never even played football or picked up a football, doing the Monday morning quarterback thing. And that's with the news and everything else. That's not just football or, or sports in general. It's so many things where we're just Monday morning quarterbacking everybody. They they're talking about business. They've never been in business. I have friends that are like motivational and speakers and they're in their twenties. And then not that they can't, they're not able to do that. And I'm not devaluing them, but they couldn't have the knowledge that a lot of us have. It's just, it's just impossible. They just had not been around long enough. So they'll read a book and then that book becomes a Bible to them. And sometimes the books suck, you know, I just, just say it. Sometimes it's not a good book. Sometimes it's bad advice. So, you know, you gotta you gotta dig down in your soul and figure out what's best for you. Period. Um, I could give you thirty sales books and you'd all read them, and then have thirty different ideas of how business and marketing and sales and all those things work. Um, what I see mostly in sales, and I'm going to get into something because I'm going to tell you about something new, is the lack of detail. It's just detail, detail, detail. I I see this and just see this in a lot of things in life. People being on time. People you know, forgetting things. And it's always, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Well, shit, how many times is it your bad? How many times do we have to go through this before you have a little bit of discipline and maybe make a list of the things you're supposed to do? But that affects your life too, because you're looking at, you're doing things that are not helping you move forward. I saw the greatest saying the other day, and somebody's asking me, a friend of mine wants me to go to this networking group that's like a visit from the past. Sorry, and there's a couple of people in the group that I don't think had me in their best interest, and they did some things that wasn't that weren't right. And I'm not interested in seeing those people. And I heard this saying, I saw this saying, and I sent this to the guy via text. If it doesn't evolve me, it doesn't involve me, right? So if you're doing things or going out drinking or doing, you know, doing whatever, and it's not helping you move forward, stop it. Just stop it. It's a waste of time. 
You know, if it's something where you're going out and you're hanging out with your buddies and you're happy and you're talking about old memories, yes, of course, those are those are awesome times. Those are memories you're going to make. They're going to last forever. But if you're in a business situation or a sales situation or a marketing situation and you're doing something that's not evolving you, making you a better company, making you a better person, a person of your uh, person of possibility, stop doing it. If you're if you're overweight and you're eating something that's making you fat, stop eating it. Um, I do this, by the way. It's not me yelling at you. Sometimes this is me yelling at me when I'm talking on this podcast. And I just, we just got set up because I need to, I have a goal by my birthday, which is June 29th. And I need to, <laughs> I should have been hit on it for the last, you know, six weeks, but, but no buts. <laughs> That's, I'm just saying, I should have been doing it for the last six weeks. I could come up with bullshit excuses, but it's not going to work. And it's funny, I was just talking about details. I didn't even see this note. And I said, details are so important. So let me tell you a little story. In 2013, towards the end of 2013, I was just finishing up being in construction, right? I was selling, I was a manufacturer's rep. I had worked um, as in the crane company. Then I was a manufacturer's rep before that in the HVAC, working in uh, construction with, pro with um, project managers on these big jobs, children's hospital, you know, stuff out at UCSD, Jacobs Medical Center, all these jobs. And I just, I was just kind of burnt out on construction. I not because I didn't like the the work and the products I was selling. It was more the attitude of the people. When you work in construction, you have these project managers that just hammer, hammer, hammer you, and then at the end of the project, they tell you what a great job you did, and then the next bid you put in, you have to be low bidder. And I'm like, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm doing a good. I'm doing a better job for you, which adds value to your job. And then you're making me be low bitter. And then you call me up for a discount and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to complain about it. I was just tired of construction. So I told my wife, I'm not doing it anymore. Next year, I'm going to start on January 1st. I'm going to start getting out and doing more public speaking and getting involved in organizations that need me to get up in front of a group and talk about their needs or whatever, whatever. So it just happened that we were building new hall at church we were converting this old dilapidated church uh, into a new hall because we'd already built a new church in the back property at saint gabriel's and i got involved with the group that was going around and we were talking to groups of people telling them about the plans and how it's going to affect the church and how it's going to impact everybody and we were looking for donations right so we're out there on the kind of trail on the sales trail to get um more money for this project and I was feeling really good doing this. And it was, uh, I did, I liked getting up. I knew the script. I knew, I knew how to convince these people to give money. And someone came to me and we started talking about business. And the next thing you know, I'm working for, uh, and back in, and I'm working in the moving industry. And it was very refreshing. And typically, same thing, go in, helicopter view. Oh, you got a problem here. You got a problem there. This is, this works good. This is not working. Um, so ownerships, hey, let's let's uh, let's do a better job. Then you take that by the horns. I'm now the VP of sales. I'm working with the salespeople. They're resistant because they haven't. They've had so many different sales managers. They just think it's going to be the same thing, but it's not. It's it was different. The problem being, excuse me, being is that the ownership, although they wanted to change, they didn't want to change. So what happens when you try to change a culture? And the leadership, the ownership does not want to change. They are the culture. They're the ones that have to demonstrate and be the example of how the culture should be. 
when they won't change and you're trying to change everybody under them or that work for them, it's, it's virtually impossible. You have to all be on the same page and be focused on that same goal. Just like your life, you got all got to be focused on the same goal. If you have your individual goals, you got to stay focused on them. You got to be the changer, the game changer. If it's a family goal, the family's got to be on, right? You can't just do this shit individually and expect everybody else to follow you. That's what I'm getting at. So I really felt like I manifested that opportunity. Now, since the opportunity didn't work out perfectly, that, that's not the point. The point is I manifested that that opportunity and it became true. And I had read a lot about manifesting and, you know, listened to the secret and all this. And a lot of you will be familiar with that. And it's this perpetual kind of thought process that you have to always want to be doing better. I was talking to somebody last night, they were telling me how they write down their goals and they have, they have a budget. And they said, do you do that? I said, I do not. I just, I always have it in my mind of what I can spend or what I can't spend. And I have these goals perpetually in my mind and they change a little bit they vary a little bit as it goes but i don't need to write them down because they're i've i've burnt them into my brain right and my goals aren't much different now than they were 15 years ago and things have progressed well we had a little hiccup with covid and um a little hiccup with covid but i've still been able to um keep focused on those things so then COVID hit and I did a lot lot more, I educated myself a lot more, reading, computer skills, video editing, podcast, public speaking, all these things that I've been working on. And I told myself right before the end of the year, and I think I told Kit this too, that thing, nothing is going to be the same after this year in 2024. I'm just telling you, um, I've had enough of that. I've had enough of struggling. I've had enough. And my my moving job was going awesome. I was selling the shit out of stuff. At Sullivan moving. And, uh, but it was still not a leadership position that I wanted to be in. And it was, it was kind of a nice position in that I really didn't have anybody watching me. I was not micromanaged. Um, I didn't have to work every two minutes and no one was looking over my shoulder. I mean, I was still selling stuff because I knew that was the goal and I knew I could do that good, be good at that. But I wanted to get back into a situation where I have the opportunity to change a culture or help a culture and help a company grow. And I was, I was determined to do this. Lo and behold, I get a call out of the blue on a Saturday. I'm out working in the yard. I get a call out of the blue from a friend of mine. And I thought he wanted to use our services. That's what I, I thought. And he said to me when he got on the phone, he says, tell me you don't love your job. And I said, dude, what is up? And he, we start talking and after a few discussions here and there, I end. He ends up giving me a really good offer, and I go to work for um, his company, Garage Doors Unlimited, up in the Poway Business Park. They're looking to grow that business to to fix, not fix, to to change the culture, to change the way they're doing business a little bit, and not even him, not even knowing that this was my path, has never listened to my podcast. Just my name just came up in his mind and him and he and his wife gave me a call. We had lunch and they made me, they offered me a position as the executive, um, excuse me, administrative director. So he sends me over the job offer and I look at it and I'm like, what's an administrative director? I said, Kit, have you ever heard of that? She says, I have. I had to look it up. I never heard of the that those two words put together. 
And basically what an administrative administrative director is, is a person that does everything in the company, right? Helps him with all these different. So he has really has kind of two separate companies up there. And I'm getting to the point, I've been there only three weeks. I'm getting to the point where I'll be running that one kind of division, if you will. The difference here is as he's explaining what he wants, he and his wife are explaining what he wants and where he wants to take the company to. It's exactly what I've been working on, right? It's the same, the culture, the profit, the details, the attention to detail, the processes, um, the technology, all these things he's talking to me about are the things that I've been working on over since COVID started. So, like I said, I've only been there three weeks. And as I get there, I'm seeing, you know, helicopter view. I'm seeing inherent problems here and there. And I'm seeing, I'm really, what I'm really seeing is I'm really not seeing the problems. I'm really seeing opportunities. I'm really seeing, man, if you just tweak this a little bit, this would work so much better. And if you just tweak this a little bit, you know, it's going to, you're going to, it's going to increase your profit. And if you just pay a little closer attention to details in this area, it's going to be, and it's the first time I've ever worked for a company where the guys just go for it. Just go, whatever you think you need to change, change it. Um, and I've always, obviously would run these things by him. I would not, I would not um, just do these things willy nilly. And I am still, I'm probably the second oldest person in the company with the absolute least experience, right? I mean, the thing is, I don't care if you're selling chewing gum or tires or wheels or mufflers. It, the process is usually similar, right? It's consultive sales. You're sitting down with the customer. You're showing the value of your company and the value of your product. And you're convincing those people to use you. So they 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 get a super high level of trust. You have to identify these corrections and then you have to take action. You can't just go, yeah, that's really, you know, like if it's your diet. And I really need to stop eating so many carbs. I, I eat carbs three times a day. And you go, I really shouldn't do that. And then you go and you uh, go to the store and you buy a bunch of carbs, right? You get to stop eating fucking carbs. You need to make those adjustments. Now, when you go into a company like this, it's been around for 25 years. You got to also have to be careful. You have employees that have been there quite a while. You have, and they're very happy at what they're doing now. And if you go in and try to change things, you're just going to uh, make it worse, right? And every time somebody new comes in, like like me, um, people are looking at me going, what are they going to change? Are they going to fire me? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? That's not, it's exactly the way I haven't handled it, and I will not handle it. There's no sense in making a change if something's working. I'm not an advocate of the, if it's not broken, break it. I've heard that saying before. What I want to do is go in and look at the process and consult with the people, collaborate with the employees, whether it's a technician or an installer or an office manager, and kind of collaborate on what we could do better. What tools do you need? We can make this job easier. How can I help you? I can tell you the most impactful thing I've done so far, only being there three weeks, is we have, we get complaints, right? Here and there, we will get a customer that's not happy with um, the way things went, or or maybe uh, I had a guy the other day that needed a door and it 
didn't get put on a truck and it's it was a month late so he didn't get his door yet i called him and i so i said to the office it's kind of like an office manager and everybody know you do not give bad news to people i will give bad news to people let me handle it in my own way let me go out and see the customer talk to them explain to them whether we screwed up they screwed up factory screwed up whatever it is let me go out and do that you don't need to do that and you could see their eyes kind of light up a little bit like oh, thank god because i hate doing that and they should hate it the reality is is a salesman should be given the bad news not me either by the way but that's a whole other piece of the process when i was in the hvac business we took everything from cradle to casket so i would go out do a take up on the plans come back put it in put it in the computer get uh, spit out a quote put the quote together spit out the pricing put a quote together um sell the job get the job do the submittals and be on top of those shipments and everything else until that job is completely complete and we were paid that's not all this always the same in these jobs and um it wasn't the same in the moving business either but they need to hold the salespeople a little bit more responsible. And that's something that I'll work on. But we all need to be responsible. The entire company is a sales company. So the whole point of that story was I'd been, I'd been in an office for three weeks every day, which has been 25 years since I've had to go to an office on a regular basis. Normally I'm in a sales position where I'm out running around um, selling and I'm not in an office. So there's been a little bit of an adjustment here at home and at work for me because I'm I get a little antsy sitting still, and it's affected my podcast, which I'll have to just start doing at night or on the weekends because I want to continue to do this, and I still and still completely focused on the sales part too. Man, this camera! If you're watching this, I am like red. I know what's going on now. I'm, anyway, these are little technical technical things, and it's during the day. The light's a little bit different, but. I'm still focused on all those other things, but you know, you just have to make adjustments in life. Sometimes is it perfect? No, it's never going to be perfect. And you can strive for perfection, but you'll probably never have it. And if you do, you'd be so you wouldn't understand it. And you'd probably try to change it again anyway. So that's where I've been. I've been gone um, the last three weeks from doing a podcast, uh, maybe four weeks because I have this new position and I'm super excited about it. The greatest thing about it is that the ownership is like, yes, that's exactly what we want you to do. This is what we want. Here's the reins. You take the reins and go with it. This is like what I've been training for. This is like Rocky, right? This is what I've been working for really my whole life. And I got an opportunity right now. And I, I mean, 30 years ago, if you told me you're going to get an opportunity when you're 61 to, to do what you want to do, I would have said, no, well, that's crazy. I need it before that. Well, I don't know. Does it matter? It's, I'm, I'm here now. The opportunity is presenting itself. I have um, a great attitude. It's funny. We had, there were some hiccups on Friday at work. Just, you know, stuff happens. And the manager, the boss called me and said, or texted me and said, man, I'm sorry you had a crap day. And I said, no, I didn't have a crap day. That's just, that's business. You know, I'm an eternal optimist. I always look at those things as opportunities. And it is the mistakes that were made or the things that happened. They're all fixable. They're all, you know, workable. We worked through them. We did it all. Everybody did a great job. We stayed calm. We got through, you know, whatever problems there were. We made good decisions and we got through the day and we all went home safe and um, no one died. I mean, I remember we were talking about this last night 
it's just garage doors. You know, when I was worked for Pepsi, a guy told me one time, Ed, we're selling brown water. It's not the end of the world. I'm not, you're not transporting a heart, you know, for the president across 30 states, you know, it's just garage doors. It's just whatever you're doing. You need to stay calm and just let it happen. And um, you're never going to get away from customer complaints or problems. You know, um, we had a safety meeting last week and it was, I was talking about keeping safety top of mind when you're at a job site. Every accident can be avoided. Every accident can be avoided. So if the reason it's not is because people are on their phone or people aren't paying attention or people are thinking about, you know, a bad relationship and they make a mistake and they cut their hand and they do all these things. And it's always, it's always not focusing on what you're doing at, at on when, at that moment. So when we do have these hiccups, it's a lesson. It should be a lesson to go, wow, that's not going to happen again because I won't do this or that. And um, so anyway, I mean, here's Ed preaching again. I'm always preaching, right? I just, I just feel like, I guess maybe once in my life, I'm finally at a point where I'm, some of the stuff I've done is going to pay off. Now, I've had great success over the years when the kids were little and all these different things and different organizations I've been involved in. And I never discount those successes. But the culmination of all these things is now taking place. And it's going to, you're going to hear me talking about this company, how we're doing, how we're making these strides. And how it's going to affect my life and the people around me and the people at the at Garage Doors Unlimited and and the ownership and and uh just the trust right now and the and the encouragement and the desire to make me successful so I can make them successful. It's I'm so excited about it. It's not even funny. The people are all cool there. I as far as I know, I don't know a lot about everybody that works there yet. I kind of have a niche group over where I work. And uh Everybody's very positive for the most part. And since the, since I haven't gone in like this bowl in a China closet, they're kind of they're kind of relaxing now. After three weeks being there, I think they're relaxing. They're kind of getting to know me. They kind of getting to know that I'm not a I don't have a bad temper. We kind of I ask a lot of questions. I'll ask a lot of questions that scare people, like, is that the way you have to do that? Like, I'm going to change it if they say, well, we do it this way because of that. I'm like, oh, cool. Didn't even think of that. Good job. You know? Um, so I guess I want to try to be the boss that I've always wanted, right? That guy that's going to help me learn. If I want to learn more, he's going to help me learn more. And that's who I want to be. If, if someone wants to learn more, I'm going to do everything I can to get them educated, to get them, uh, to give them resources, to do anything I can to help them be a better better version of themselves and be that person of possibility. You can tell those people that aren't the ones that you go, we have this problem because I can't fix it. Well, first of all, anything can be fixed. I got news for you. And But when it's, that's the first thing that comes out of their mouth, you know you need to work with that person a little bit to be that person that goes, okay, well, let me take a look at it and see what we can do to get it right. So that's enough of me preaching today. Um, it's Sunday. It's cold. I'm tired of being cold. I'm sure you guys are and wet. And I just looked down here and they got a flash flood warning again, which means we're going to get a bunch more rain, which, you know, um, there's a girl at work that I said, oh, look, it's raining. And she's like, oh, we know it's your favorite, not my favorite. But I'm sitting here in shorts freezing. And uh, I guess I could have put long pants on, but I didn't. So anyway, listen, I really appreciate you listening. Stay tuned for more things about this job. 
it's not just about the job and my success. It's about situations you can get in and overcome. And the only way I can tell you how to do it is by, by example. So if I, if I have some successes, I'm going to pass those along to you. If I have some failures, I'm going to pass those along to you. Um, and then hopefully it helps you take a situation in your life or an opportunity and you get to be better and you get to be more educated. And listen, the last thing I had on this list of notes was nutrition for your mind. This friend I was talking about from the past that we spent some time together um, who helped me get through a tough time. She was just telling me that she is going back to school to get her bachelor's degree. And she just picked up a new book that she's reading. And I just felt so good about her doing that because it's just, it can't do anything but help her. You've got to put nutrition in your mind. It's not just about eating. It's about learning and it's about keeping your mind. And, you know, there's a lot of statistical information about dementia and uh, things like that. When you're continuing to learn, it can hold it off. When you're exercising, it can hold it off. And, um, you know, if you're going to get it, maybe it takes 10 years longer. I don't know. But, you know, I want you all to keep striving out there. Um, no matter what's happening in the world, what's going on in politics and all those things, you still have a responsibility to you and your family and your kids and your, you know, mom and dad and brothers and sisters and family and friends. You still have a responsibility to them to help them and nurture them. But you can't do that unless you're the best version of yourself and you need to keep working on that. So educate yourself. Go out there and take a walk. Take an umbrella if you have to. This is the Ed Franklin No Limits podcast. My email is edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being patient while I was gone. If you were, it's funny, people always saying to me, um, I appreciate your patience. And I said, oh, I don't have any patience. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking to. But, um, you know, I just as a joke. Actually, it's not a joke. I really don't have any patience. But um, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to a great summer and a great Easter uh, happy Valentine's Day. I did not do a um, podcast on Valentine's Day. I hope you all had a good time. And uh, we're in the middle. We're just started Lent. If you're a Catholic, you know what that means. And we got Easter coming up and big stuff. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And uh, I will definitely be back on here in a week or so and try to um, try to keep these things going on a regular basis. So I love all of you. Have a great week, and we'll talk soon.